the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. We have your back with everything from games, lessons, and coaching. YouthworkerCollective.com. Welcome to the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. I am Jeremy Steele, and we are here with some great youth workers, uh, people who deal with college students and young adults and uh, all all over the spectrum. Uh, I'm so, so uh, happy to have this group of people to talk about um, how we uh, deal with, interact with, engage with, talk about dating uh, with students, not dating students. not what I mean. That's safe sanctuary policy. You shouldn't be doing that. Um, <laughs> I mean, when our students date each other. So um, <laughs> uh, we're getting off to a good start. Let's, let's just, we're going to skip straight to telling where we were from. Uh, I'll start with uh, Audra. Audra, can you tell us who you are, where you're serving? I'm Audra Malvez. I'm at Plymouth Park United Methodist Church in, in Irving, Texas. Scott? I'm Scott Meyer. I'm the Director of Student Ministries at McFarland Methodist Church in Norman, Oklahoma. Charlie? I'm Charlie Ledden. I'm Associate Director of Young People's Ministry for the Oklahoma Conference. Amy? I'm Amy Shreve. I work with our college ministries in the Illinois Great Rivers Conference. Okay, so uh, the reality is our culture, students date each other. And, and I, when I was in the 90s, um, when I was in youth group, there was this super, super big push to uh, tell kids that dating each other was a sin. And I, um, I felt guilty for dating, but it did never stop me from doing that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure that adding another reason for guilt is the solution for us. Um, <laughs> so we're just going to leave that whole conversation aside and say, look, teenagers date each other. Um, now how, how does that impact or does it impact really at all, uh, our, uh, the way that we do youth ministry um, in general. How do we discuss it? How do we, how does it impact our programming? All that stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, I've never had a problem with it. I think it's been one of those things we, we worry about, but I think it's able, you're able to open the dialogue um, of a lot of different topics with our youth groups when you have someone in the group that's already dating. Um, sometimes it makes things um, real because it's right there in front of their faces. So you mentioned a conversation about um, dating life. And then the first thing that happens is everybody in the group, youth group looks at the two people that are dating. Um, right. <laughs> so it, there's a level of comfort, I think, if you're constantly, if you're having the conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've never felt like we steer, need to steer away from it. Um, right. But more of a, we use our youth groups as real life application and there's no better real life application than it being right there in front of everyone's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always more worried about what happens when they break up than when they're dating uh, right. because inevitably they're going to break up. And, you know, there's so many layers to that. One is what if, what if the, the boy or girl who um, is active in your youth program brings somebody who they start dating they're, who they're dating and, and then they break up and then does that person still want to be involved and how does that all work or what happens if they're two of your key leaders and they start dating and you know my assumption is always kids are going to date and kids are going to date kids in your youth group if you have one that has uh, that's a close-knit group that does things together mm-hmm. um, that is that's had uh, spiritual experiences together and so that's just sort of the reality but then how do you manage the breakups and 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 I think part of it 
um, is an openness, a conversation about it, letting mm-hmm. letting kids know that when they're dating, they don't have to, you know, be secretive in front of you, that, that you can be right. a part of that and give encouragement and 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 be excited for them and and um, you know and, and, and to be and at the same time to be careful about, oh, you know, we think you're gonna get married or whatever. You know, the the words that you use along the way, um, I think all have to lead to the eventual reality that they're going to break up. Because I think of mm-hmm. all of the kids in my youth programs that have dated, um, you know, lots and lots of kids dated each other. I think there's only three or four couples that got married and had, you know, are, are still married. Um uh, who, who started dating when they were in the youth program. So the eventuality yeah. is they're going to break up. Yeah. I, you know, I think I, there was a book that came out uh, of forever ago called Datable. And uh, whatever you think about that, that book, they, they have this one sentence in there that I have completely stolen and sometimes give them credit for. <laughs> but uh, it, it was just along the lines of what you were saying, Scott. Um, you know, you date our culture is you date a lot of people, right? Most people don't just date one person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and one of the things that they, they did in the book that I or said in the book that I thought was really helpful and in a really simple, understandable things for students who are dating is um, you have your, your kind of moral compass, what you feel like is, is okay uh, in dating um, in, in all different ways, not, not just physical expressions of love, but just all different ways. And if, if you're 15 years old uh, dating somebody um, and they want to, they want to push you beyond what you feel like is morally okay. Um, we don't make moral sacrifices. We don't compromise our our moral standards to keep something going that's ultimately not going to last, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and giving them the like, you know, just just break up with them. It's fine, really. Like you're not marrying them, so let's let's not let's. You don't have to, you know, kind of cross all these lines so that y'all don't break up because that's probably going to happen anyway. <laughs> yeah, you've got to dance that line so finely, though, right? Yeah. Like, um, because I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've, you know, looked at kid, like, look at a student that's been in my office and been like, okay, but really, we're crying over this guy, like. <laughs> 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 like he's a real winner and he's one of my leaders but like really he's kind of you know i mean he's 16 um yeah. so he's doing typical 16 year old student things and and so you can't just blurt out and say that to every student you can just right. um, get it but the majority of your students won't so yeah. it's walking that fine line and um, and just being there to listen and then listening for because the more the, um, my philosophy is the more um, I just shut up and, um, and and listen to what they have to say, the more likely they are when things do start uh, when, when they are starting to, to make that decision about like, do I do I go or do I stay? Um, the more likely they are to come to you and you can just nudge what has already happened and been like, hey, remember this thing and this thing and this thing and. Um, but without being dramatic, like their friends are, you know, um, but, but also for, for, in my experience, I haven't ever really, um, the most, de- not detrimental, 
the most dangerous thing that I dealt with with dating in my in my youth group was um, a, a situation of physical uh, physical and emotional abuse that was taking place between a couple, yeah. um, and how to address that in a way that didn't um, in a way that didn't ostracize the couple who were both leaders in our youth group. Um, so how did you address it? Yeah, so I pulled all programming and pulled in experts for a month and um, talked with the whole group. And um, I can't remember what exactly was going on socially, but I want to say it might have been around the time some of the allegations had been made uh, during the presidential election campaign. Okay. Um, and so socially it made sense to pull all programming and talk about um, – Oh, what did we talk about? We had someone come in and talk about um, social media use in relationships. Mm. What yeah. is an okay post to make and what's not an okay post to make. Um, and we talked about um, respect. We, Jeremy, we actually used some of your curriculum um, in our small groups mm -hmm. and um, talked about healthy relationships. And we had someone come in and talk about bullying with our junior high students, because that's kind that, that kind of attitude is where that kind of stuff starts is yeah. um, it's bullying behavior. Right. And um, not normalizing bullying behavior. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, we, we had experts come in and talk to our junior high students and talk to our high school students um, about what's healthy um, yeah. and what's not healthy and, and where, where the, where the, cause that's so, that's such a gray area, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it really, really can be. And, and you're in it before you know it. So um, we just talked about that. And then that's kind of been a conversation that's continued ever since that was two mm -hmm. years ago. And then that's just kind of been in our language as we talk about relationships, we talk about, because that, that also goes into relationships with parents and relationships with other adults in your lives and with other people in your lives and friends that can be abusive and all yeah. that stuff. We had the same, a similar situation, not the similar situation. We had a couple that were dating um, that were very um, strong leaders in our youth group. And the first, our team got together. And the first thing we said is let's tackle this immediately. <laughs> um, nothing was going wrong, but of course we thought, you know what, this may not be for forever. You know, it could be, but let's plan for not. <laughs> so we sat down right. and had the conversation normally would do with individuals in our youth group just talking about your normal how are you doing what's going on house school blah 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 are you dating anybody obviously we knew they were dating somebody in the youth group so we had the conversation about you know how's how are things going um are you guys doing all right that's good we're glad you we're glad that you guys are happy and what we kind of did is we put them in charge of more things mm. um so that they had more stake into the group so yeah. when it came to the inevitable future of them breaking up they had too much buy-in for someone yeah. to disappear. Mm -hmm. um, so it was one of those where I don't know if that's necessarily the best method, but the conversation <laughs> next was we've already established, we're happy that you guys are together. We love you and we're happy that you, even you guys weren't together, we're happy that you're there. So when it was time for the awkwardness of, I don't want to be there because so-and-so's there, mm -hmm. the conversation was, no, we don't love you as a couple. We love you as individuals that just happen right. to be together. Um, yeah. so we, I'm curious how large your youth group was when you did that. This group was typically on, this was a larger church. So we probably had about on a Sunday, about 60 to 65. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's good. But we had, a, we had a decent sized team that could split up and say, Hey, you go talk to these 12 this week. You do that. So we, we had mm -hmm. it set up where we could. Yeah. I had a, when I was starting out, I had a youth group that like, we were lucky if we hit double digits on a Sunday night. 
Um, right. And, and I had a serial dater in the group um, who went through <laughs> almost every high school boy. Um, <laughs> and so they would, and they would stop coming. Um, and then she, anyways, it, we know how it all goes. Right. And so I finally on, on number three, I said, okay, what's your breakup plan? The first week that they showed up to youth group together, yeah. I said, I said, what's your plan? Um, because I'm not gonna, you know, my numbers are already being watched like a hawk because it's a growing church, but mm -hmm. growing with young families. Um, and so I was like, what's your breakup plan? Cause like, well, I want you to know that you're valued and you're loved. And just because somebody is deemed that the relationship is over, doesn't mean that your relationship with us as your church family is over. Right. Um, so I made, I made them come up with a breakup plan and I made her do it with the two guys after him too. Um, <laughs> And, and there was a, you know, and I've, I've carried that on to a couple other students, but with my serial dater, she had to, she and the, and the guy she was with, they had to have a breakup plan um, for what happened when they broke up. I had more problems with the two guys that were interested in the one girl that would fight with each other rather than oh, the two when someone was actually, in <laughs> that's the big issue I typically dealt with. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. Yeah. So dating it's, it's going to continue. And, and, and I, you know, for me, we, um, we always have had this this sort of pattern. We're trying to be positive, right? Because uh, I think everywhere else, maybe not everywhere else, maybe that's an overgeneralization, but in so many other areas of their life, anything in regards to sexuality, dating is always negative. It's always like, this is awful. We, we always tried to create a positive environment. And, and I don't mean positive as in we want you to go out and, have lots of anonymous sex with people. Um, but, but just a genuinely positive, this is a gift from God. This is a good thing. We are good things and we enjoy each other in new ways. And I remember I had this moment where, um, I had a, a small group of, uh, of younger teen, uh, guys who I was, um, uh, we had our kind of weekly small group meeting and, uh, and I knew we were doing, uh, we, we were starting to succeed in changing that tone in our group. One of them came in and he was like, guys, I've got to tell you something. And he was j just like completely pumped. And he's like, I kissed someone for the first time who wasn't my mom <laughs> and it was awesome <laughs> and i remember being like 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 reflecting on the conversation afterwards that i mean and that was a whole like it was our whole small group time by the end it was done um uh but uh reflecting and thinking you know like that is exactly the place I want him to be able to, to, to say that, right? In a, in a group of young men who are trying to follow Jesus, like to be able to express that in, in a happy way, in a positive way, and, and then all of the random awkward questions that, that the couple of guys who have not had that moment happen for them, you know, all of that, it was so, you know, healthy and different uh, in many ways than a lot of my experience growing up. Um, and, and I just, that's my only thing that I would say kind of as we close is like, can we just, can we please be positive and not be another void of voice of guilt and shame uh, if, mm -hmm. for them in this area? And I really feel like if we are, what happens is we, 
we then are going to get permission to actually speak into their life in that area. Um, but you know, it's it, youth ministry is hard, and uh, and that's why we're here because we when you get online to work, we don't want you to feel like you're a- alone. Uh, we want to have your back and help you process things like uh, dating relationships in your youth group and uh, and all of the things that we do. So uh, you can find all of that at youthworkercollective.com and more podcasts like this one at youthworkercollective.com slash podcast. <laughs> <laughs>